0: Few things are harder than the mission of raising your kids. At The Dad Project, we get experienced dads to reveal what's worked for them, offering practical, time-tested advice. Being a successful dad is tough, and we're here to help you get it done. Welcome to The Dad Project. In this episode of The Dad Project, Jim Tierney discusses some ideas to help dads navigate the challenges of being forced to stay home during the COVID-19 lockdown. Jim is co-founder of The Dad Project. He and his wife have 10 children. Fellow dads, in the midst of this global pandemic of 2020, we all find ourselves in an extraordinary time. I know that many dads battling illness themselves or in their families, on the front lines, as healthcare professionals, first responders, and other essential workers, or who are out of work and desperate to find it are feeling at their wit's end. My heart goes out to all of them, and I'm praying for them, that they might get a break in the waves and the storm. I've spoken to a lot of dads who are going through big challenges, having their entire family piled on top of each other in small homes and apartments often in situations where weather requires that all those kids who are now forced to be home from school are furthermore forced to stay inside. So what is a dad to do to stay sane? This is a big challenge, and I don't have an answer that fits every situation. What I intend to do with this episode is to try to refocus dads despite all these challenges. I'm going to encourage that every dad, to the extent possible, even if it's only for a few moments each day, Do something to be the dad that you were called and meant to be. Here's some ideas about how I am trying to do that in my home and that you might consider trying so that this time of great trial might become a time of grace and growth. Look dads, as in every challenge we face in life, we have a choice. We can choose to face our lot in life, to grumble, to descend into self-pity and wish that our reality was different than it was. There's a quote that I've seen attributed to many different leaders and thinkers, so I don't really know who said it, but it goes like this. We must deal with reality as it is and not as we wish it to be. Dads, I believe that today, during this crazy situation we're all in, it's the time to lean into this challenge and make the other choice, to embrace the challenge and make the absolute most of it. Those of you who have listened to the Dad Project have probably noticed that I like to turn to Aristotle for his thoughts on how to lead a virtuous life. He points us to the incredibly powerful human faculties of the intellect and the will. If I were to be so bold as to apply his treatment of these two faculties to the challenge uh, of being snowed in and locked down in a small apartment with a wife and two or three kids, I think he might advise us that we need to use the intellect to intellectually conclude for ourselves that we are being called to rise and meet this challenge with all the patience, the kindness, the creativity, and let's call it just plain old good dadness that we are capable of mustering. From there, we use the incredibly powerful faculty of the will to just do it. Read Aristotle on the will, and you'll start to realize that each of us really has what it takes within us to overcome our natural human inclinations to be prideful, to give in to anger to want things precisely our way, to childishly decide, I'm going to be grumpy today, and this family of mine better just steer clear. Put in a positive way, we can use our will to decide, I'm going to be cheerful about this situation. I'm going to embrace it. And rather than descend into self-pity about what we have to go through, I choose to be the leader my family needs to actually make these days better than they would have been if we hadn't been forced to be cooped up. I choose to make our family better because of all this. Well, how do we do that? I believe the place to start is with a focus on what is truly good in our family. Despite some of these problems inherent to being cooped up in ways we're not used to, have you noticed the return to the focus on the family unit? I'm noticing that across socioeconomic strata, across cultures and creeds, those who go to church and those who don't, those out of work and those who are working from home, among friends I've spoken to in other countries, something that I believe might turn out to be the greatest silver lining of this crisis. Families are spending time together and coming up with innovative ways to stay engaged and respond to their isolation by what you might call going on offense, right in their own homes and in compliance with civil orders to stay home. What a joyful alternative to hiding without growth and a fighting spirit. I want to acknowledge that stay-at-home orders must be taking quite a toll on the mental health of many people who are impacted by being shut in in ways that others cannot understand. But I'm very edified by the many examples I'm seeing online, in social media, and conversations I'm having of family life lived more abundantly in this time. My wife has a far-reaching social media presence, and you can see on Instagram at Kendra underscore Tierney that we have adopted some of the creative things going around, such as the 8 p.m. neighborhood serenade, FaceTime calls with cousins, and virtual get-togethers with family and friends. And I'd like to offer some further thoughts about how dads can be at their best right now. First, I want to address the topic of patience, which you might recall is the subject of our most recent episode. It must be one of the greatest challenges facing us dads, the majority of whom are probably most accustomed to working outside the home, or if we're working in the home, don't usually have so many other family members around during the day. How do we manage this? Because as much as I think it's true that being locked down is pulling families together, and even more so than the forced physical reality of it, I believe we owe it to our kids That they not think back on the coronavirus outbreak of 2020 as the period of my life when my dad had the shortest fuse, was the most infuriated by me, when our relationship changed for the worse. How do we avoid this despite the pressures and stresses of what we're going through as the leaders of families who might be facing health and financial realities that make it hard to cope? Well, here are my thoughts and what I'm doing each day. First, I'm finding a way to recharge, even if it's just for a few minutes. Now, I want to state from the outset that my wife has a very popular blog post titled The Myth of Me Time. I am completely on the same page with her in believing that as adult leaders of families, we can't expect to just be left alone so that we can set up some untouchable period of time each day or each week, making it just so and ensuring that the kids and the needs of our wives don't encroach on what I need for me. And that being said, I think we can still find time, even when we're all on top of each other, to ground ourselves for the duty that we are called to do. I pray every day, actually for an extended period of time. I haven't been sleeping very well lately, so I just get up an hour before everyone else and pray for 30 minutes. If that's not for you, listen to an inspiring song or album, an audiobook, a podcast, while you shave or brush your teeth. Meditate according to your tradition. Hit the floor and do 30 push-ups when you get out of bed. Focus on the fact that your family needs you and remind yourself of those points coming up in your day that might trigger impatience, dare I say rage, and resolve that you're going to head those things off before you fall on your face. Okay, we've been talking about patience and I want to discuss the reality of anger, acknowledge that it's going to happen, and offer some thoughts on how to think about it. There is such a thing as righteous anger, and I don't think of it as a vice. Sometimes anger, if it's not out of control, can be helpful to children in aiding them in understanding when they have crossed boundaries that are just not right to cross. Like everyone else, I fall into unrighteous anger, to be sure, but I do try to think ahead of time, what are the occasions where it can be helpful for children to see righteous anger in their parents? My framework is that I think actions on the part of children which are dangerous, destructive, or which disrespect the human person can warrant a response of anger from a parent which, and again, if it doesn't cross into rage, can help children become better humans, better citizens. All this being said, once we are all spending a lot more time in closer contact with each other nowadays, I think it's wise to try to resolve each day that as a dad... I really need to limit displays of anger around the home. Living by a rule of showing mercy in the moment and having a conversation later when we've cooled down, I believe has a direct impact on how tense the mood in the house is. For something that's dangerous, it has to be dealt with swiftly. Don't delay that, of course. Anything that can be delayed for a calm conversation later in the day, that's a choice that's working well for me right now. I am also trying to be more generous with my willingness to say I'm sorry to my kids. When we lose our cool dads, we need to apologize and model this for kids so that they can become people who can apologize and acknowledge when they've done wrong. I am also asking my kids, especially my older kids, to spend quiet time each day. Maybe in your house it's reflection, maybe it's prayer, but I think it should be focused on acknowledging the reality at this time when self-sacrifice is being forced upon us in many ways. And so what am I going to do about it? Am I going to shake my fist? Am I going to become more surly, more moody, touchy, fall into arguments and bickering with my siblings? Or am I going to embrace this time, unite myself in spirit to pioneers, to military heroes, to great-grandparents who might have lived through hardship and war and destitution, holy men and women who showed us that we can embrace difficult times and become better for it. The human intellect and will are such powerful faculties that they allowed such people to look at situations that made others wilt and crumble. And yet they instead responded that I can approach a difficult duty not with resignation, but with joy when I think about how much I still have to be grateful for. This can take a lot of work on family culture to get kids bought into this way of thinking about life in general, but we have the time to work on that now. And so my suggestion is, let's also get back to family dinners and center them around good conversation. Dads, ask good questions. What is a silver lining about your lockdown situation? Who is someone you learned about in history class or a character from fiction who would have done really well under stay-at-home orders? If Uncle John were alive, what crazy, fun activities do you think he'd come up with to get us through the day? What does it mean to have fortitude? Should the U.S. have fought this war or that one? What canal was the most important for the U.S. to have built? Should we go back to the moon? Who's the most inspiring person in our family who doesn't live with us? Which of your siblings has impressed you with living of a virtue this week? Getting the family talking about these things help kids think about what they believe. It leads to incredible kid insights, and it's an opportunity for us dads to guide our children away from the self-pity that can set in when things are tough. I'll also add that if you're in a working situation like I am, where I'm getting out of the house at least a few days a week, I'm contributing stories from work to give everyone a view of what's going on in the outside world. I think this is a key function of any working parent because it's how children start to gain an understanding of how to navigate the adult world. We, like a lot of people, are also connecting by phone and internet um, with friends and family. And I'm making an effort to connect with other dads that I trust to give me good advice when I've got situations I'm facing in the home that I need input on. Another thing I'm doing, trying to find ways to take burdens off my wife because they are getting piled on her too. Dads, I believe this is a time to step up big time in our role as husband. There's a reason that across literature, scripture, mythology, strong husbands and fathers work hard and relieve the burdens of others. Writers and storytellers had seen such men in action, and they knew that strong heads of families could accomplish anything their families needed. What's being asked of us might not be the romantic stuff like swinging axes and driving teams of horses. It might be smiling when we don't feel like it. It might be cutting a flower to put on our wife's nightstand, changing a few more diapers, scrubbing a pot. If these things are done with love instead of indignation and resignation, these actions take on tremendous value in family life. Another thing I'm doing is trying to dial up the affection with other members of the family and set aside quality time interactions, even if they're just little moments. For one thing, I'm in the healthcare industry, and so I actually am leaving our house most weekdays and commuting to my office as usual, but then when I come home I usually still have a lot of work to get done as my company works to manage everything that's going on in this environment. This has meant hurried dinners and late nights. I'm trying to do a few things to make sure the family knows I'm there for them. One is build a fire in our fireplace with whatever kids are around to help. Another is read a few bedtime stories and put as many little kids in bed as possible. I'm also having a brief nightly check-in with each of my teenagers, asking them to tell me what they've accomplished in their distance learning classes, what's on deck for tomorrow, did they get some exercise to blow off some steam and stay fit and healthy, did they get into conflicts with other members of the family today, what did they do about it, what are they going to resolve to do tomorrow to avoid those triggers that are going to make them lose their cool, what did they do to help their mom and our family today. It's mostly on the honor system, and I have to admit, because I don't have the time right now to check every assignment, I've explained that they have to own it and that I can't get into it deeply and that I have to trust them. And I'd give us a maybe B minus on execution under this honor system approach. And luckily, our teachers are pretty lenient on deadlines for assignments they've missed or turned in late because everyone knows how big of an adjustment this is. In any case, I'm focused on a few minutes with each kid so they know I care and so that I can give advice, mentorship, love, hugs, and tuck-ins. I'm also trying to end my day with a quick set of questions that I apply to work, my marriage, my role as a dad. What did I do well today? What did I do poorly? What will I resolve right now to do tomorrow so that I ensure I do more of what went well today and less of what went poorly? Another thing we're trying to do as a family is focus on some family traditions we love. Board games, family movie nights, and reading aloud. I really have to crowd these activities into the weekends because of my work obligations, but these activities are great for building family culture and enjoying each other's company. Maybe not if you have some teens who are really cutthroat in Monopoly and Catan like I do, but you can always pick different games. On the topic of reading, How about books that point us to exercising virtue in times of adversity? I'd recommend starting with Tolkien's The Hobbit and working through the entire Lord of the Rings trilogy. Even little kids are captivated by those when dad reads them to the family. If you do some parts as an audiobook, you can listen while the whole family cleans the kitchen after dinner, maybe even skip the bickering over how one kid cleared one more spoon off the table than someone else because they're listening to a story. If your kids are older, Charles Dickens, who has so much to say about virtue and the consequences of vice. The Count of Monte Cristo and Les Miserables, perhaps skipping the chapter on the prose explanation of the map of the Paris sewer system. Uh, But they're incredible for older kids, too. Roughing It, an out-of-print Mark Twain book that you can find online, will give you a humorous take on living the pioneer life. We love the chapter on their getting lost in a snowstorm. You might seek out William Kilpatrick's book uh, that's called Books That Build Character, which is a great index of one-paragraph summaries of hundreds of books that can help you through this time. I spent an afternoon going through and taking notes in the margin of every page about what virtues feature in each book. I then turned to those books with the kids who need those particular virtues the most. A few books I found there about resilience in hard times in which You can probably even get little kids to pay attention to, if Dad is reading, are Adam of the Road by Elizabeth Gray, Hatchet by Gary Paulson, though these are a little more boyish, and now might be a great time for Little House on the Prairie if you need a book with a heroine, or something by Jane Austen for humor combined with the juxtaposition of virtue and vice. If you're working hard and only have time for short vignettes, you can always go with William Bennett's Book of Virtues, or read the citations of every Medal of Honor recipient, which are available online. Again, check out Kilpatrick's book, uh, Books That Build Character, for a lot more ideas. My next thought is about spurring ways to just get creative with the use of little moments of time. So how about announcing that there will be a family poetry recital a week from today? If the kids have more time in their day at home, each can memorize a poem at a time. And parents can get into the action whether or not their schedule leaves time for memorizing or not. You can just read a poem. We like a collection of poetry called The Harp and Laurel Wreath by Laura Burquist. It has poems that are short enough for even younger children to learn. Another creative idea. One thing we've done is have a surprise 10-minute absurd family drawing contest. In a moment of high... Tension or when people need a break from work, a parent can gather paper, crayons, colored pencils on the dining room table and announce to everyone in the house that it's time to run and sit at the table. And you have 10 minutes to draw your best, say, space unicorn or heavyweight champion candy cane monster or maybe a crown for the king of all giraffes and salamanders. It's hilarious what the imaginations of kids can come up with in situations like this and it's an opportunity to inject a little fun into the midst of days that can seem to drone on and all look the same. Award silly or even meaningful prizes depending on your own family culture. We like homemade badges or a handful of jelly beans. You might notice that all these activities are ones that can be done whether or not you're under stay-at-home orders and one silver lining that could come out of this COVID-19 situation is that you could build new family traditions that you keep going. Why not keep up with the weekly board game night, family dinner as many nights a week as possible, or a monthly poetry recital? To wrap this up, as with any episode of The Dad Project, this isn't an exhaustive list of everything that's going to make you a successful dad in this or that situation. Each dad needs to adapt the good advice he gets to his own family's culture and situation and decide what will work best in his home. I encourage all dads who listen to this episode to treat what I've said simply as thoughts to help you get creative and to come up with the plan that will work best for your family while you're helping them try to thrive in the unique situation that you are facing. Let's get through this together, dads. If you have a topic you'd like us to speak to, don't hesitate to email us at the.dad.project.la at gmail.com and make a suggestion. All the best to you and your families. Hey, thanks for listening to The Dad Project. If this talk was valuable to you, please go to our website at dadproject.net and make a voluntary one-time or recurring donation to help support our operations. Any amount helps. Catch you next time at The Dad Project.